Welcome to this Sunday's message from the King's Church Mid-Sussex. Hey, maybe this is one of your first times here at King's. Just want to say a massive welcome to you. We're so glad that you're here at the start of this year. Um, My name's Jim. I'm the senior pastor here. And this morning, I want to take some time really just to look back over the last 12 months um, and reflect on the year that's behind us and give honor to God and then to look forward to 2023. And we call these kind of Sundays Vision Sundays, moments just to take stock and reflect and look forward in faith to who God is and um, what he's going to do in and through the life of our church. And um, I think these moments are really important, actually. It's good just to pause every now and again to reflect and to look forward. And with that in mind, I want us to pray um, for the next half hour. And I want to pray that God would speak powerfully to every single one of us here today. Um, You know, we don't just do preaching to tick a box and to transfer information. We believe that God speaks through his words and through preaching. And I'll pray my heart out that God will speak to all of us today. So I'm going to pray. And I don't normally do this, but if you're comfortable and if you're able, will you stand with me to pray just as we um, go into the next part of our morning together? Father, I want to thank you that we can be here together this morning, sing these amazing songs Declare that we are here to worship you. You're altogether lovely. You're altogether wonderful to us, Lord. So beautiful just to sing that song, hear one another's voices declare, you're wonderful to us, Lord. And um, Lord, I pray for your Holy Spirit to be so evident and so at work here this morning. Lord, I pray that our ears would be open and our hearts would be open to what you would have to say to us in this moment at the start of this year. Lord, we want to hear your voice together. We want to hear your voice together. So speak to us, Lord, I pray. Lord, you know my humble preparation, I pray you would take it and through your spirit speak powerfully into our lives together as a church. For your glory, God, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. Do take your seats. We exist to love God, love people, and see lives and communities transformed. That's our vision statement as a church. We exist to love God, love people, and see lives and communities transformed. That's what we're all about. Um, Maybe you're quite new to Kings. You're finding your feet. You're wondering what matters to us, what's important to us here. Well, This is what we're all about. We exist as a church in Mid-Sussex to love God, love people, and see lives and communities transformed by Jesus. It's quite simple, really. It's like, what's King's Church in a nutshell? This is it. This is our statement. You may realize that this statement is inspired by um, some words of Jesus. We find them in Matthew chapter 22. One day, Jesus is having a conversation and an academic, a scholar, Um, comes up to Jesus. This guy knows the scriptures inside out. He knows them really well. And he brings a question to Jesus to try and test him. And he says, what's the most important commandment in all of the scriptures? And Jesus responds by saying this, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. 
This is the first and the greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Everything we read in the Old Testament, everything we read in the law and the prophets, that's what the Old Testament scriptures were known as. All the stories, all the prophecies, all the guidance, all the laws, all the instructions. Jesus says it all hangs on these two foundational principles. Love God with everything you have. Be all in. Be fully invested, be fully wholehearted in your work and your play and your relationships and your thoughts and your heart and your actions and your money and your time. Love God with all of it. And then, because of your love for God, love other people. Love people. Love them and love them and love them, and love them. Love your neighbor as you would like to be loved yourself. Love. In the Christian life, Jesus says this is what matters most. Love. God is love. God has demonstrated his love for us through his son, Jesus Christ. And we are now called to love. That's the way of Christ. Love God, love people. It's not just, I need to say this, it's not just an interesting, catchy phrase that looks good on the homepage of a website, okay? So love God, love people is not just this kind of catchy thing that we've came up with. No, it's rooted in a deep conviction, like a foundational principle that undergirds everything we believe and everything that we do as a local church, that to follow Christ is to love God with all of your heart and all of your strength and all of your mind and to love others as you would like to be loved. It undergirds everything that we do. Love God, love people. Um, on Tuesday, this week, we, we kept the centre closed for an extra day after the bank holiday weekend, and we had a whole staff day together. And in the morning, we took some time just to think back over 2022, just to reflect over the last year. We got into some groups, um, different teams and different people in the staff team. I gave every group a pad of post-it notes. And I said, I want you just to, for 10 or 15 minutes, just to share stories of answered prayer, of God's provision, of breakthrough, of situations changed, of things that have happened in the last 12 months that we want to thank God for, and just write like a headline on a post-it note, and then we'll review them together. And it was just the most amazing like, little half hour, um, because the groups did this, and they filled out these post-it notes, and then the post-it notes we put up on a wall together, and there's a photo, I think, of some of them here, some of the stories of um, God's kindness. And every, every post-it note is a story of God's provision, God's kindness, uh, something that's happened, something that's changed in 2022. And it was so good as a staff team just to look back over the last 12 months and to see all that God has done. And this is just a snapshot, okay? This was just a 10-minute exercise clearly doesn't include everything. And I'll tell you why it's good to look back over the last 12 months and see what God has done, because let's be honest, 2022 was a pretty tough year, right? It um, was complex. 2022 was challenging for many, many reasons. There have been global events that we weren't expecting, the war in Ukraine being one of them that started within the last 12 months. 
I don't know about you, but sometimes I can just feel overwhelmed by looking at the news. Whether it's the war in Ukraine, or whether it's the tragic floods in Pakistan, or whether it was the terrible um, stories of thousands upon thousands of people in desperation crossing the English Channel in dinghies, gone up over 60% in the last 12 months. Or whether it's the drought in East Africa, or whatever it is, you can look at the news and think, oh my goodness. And then politically, it's been a pretty challenging 12 months, hasn't it? I mean, I lost count how many prime ministers we had in the year. I'm not sure. I think it was three, but I'm not entirely sure. Uh, And then economically, we look at the economic climate, and we think, my goodness me, inflation and rising fuel bills. And some of you may be like me. You're slightly obsessed now by your smart meter and checking every day exactly how much electricity you've used. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. Nigel, good enough myself, regularly compare household usage of electricity, because that's how rock and roll we are. These things happen, don't they? And and politically and economically and globally, and you can think, my goodness me, and then added into that, the personal challenges that I know so many people have walked through in the last 12 months and continue to walk through, and I know they are so difficult, and I know they are so real. And we can look back on 2022, and the only thing we can think of maybe is the difficulty and the challenge, but amidst the pressures and the challenges that are real, Jesus has been doing some amazing things, amazing things. So we as a staff team, we we look back, we remembered some of the events that have happened here. Like the Mike Pitavacci evening in May, that was absolutely round foot in here. It was an awesome evening together. And the summer Saturday family event that we did with Gemma Hunt, where over 500 from our community came, or we talked about the... um, the leadership conference that we hosted in November, delegates from all over the world came to Burgess Hill. And we talked about the fact we could do carols at Kings again. And we had about 700 people here at carols at Kings. And we thank God for it. And we look back on God's amazing provision for us as a church. New members of the staff team. Our amazing new facilities manager, Joe Jones, has just been a fantastic addition to the team. And Jabu supporting the finance team and other provision as well. We've seen growth in Home Coffee House. We saw over £150,000 given in gift days last year in the economic climate that we're living in. And that money's gone to support refugees in Ukraine. It's gone to support drought relief in Kenya. It's gone to support Hope into Action Mid-Sussex. It helped um, over our group of 100 go to New Day, the summer youth event. 150,000. It's extraordinary. We thank God for it. And loads of stories of generosity, actually. There's been moments where we've been aware of need, either in the church or in the community, and we've put a shout out, can someone help us? Just a few weeks ago, um, we were aware of a, of a situation, a vulnerable household, and a washing machine broke, and we just put a shout, has anyone got a second-hand washing machine? And a member of this church said, don't worry about a second-hand one, I'll buy a brand, a brand new one. Just someone in the community that we're aware of. So many little stories like that of beautiful generosity in the church. What an expression to love people practically. Just amazing. We heard stories on Tuesday as a staff team of some of the lives that were changed on the Sea Kenya team trip in November. Incredible. We mentioned the hundreds of Christmas hampers that went out again to um, families in the community. And um, I guess not many of you will know this, actually, because it happened quite last minute. But just before Christmas, the town council contacted us to say we'd ask for your help, actually, and they contacted Angie. Um, the town council had been donated 25 um, Christmas dinner hampers 
So fresh turkey, um, sausage meat stuffing, all the trimmings, everything you need for a Christmas dinner. And they said, we've got these 25 hampers. Can we give them to you to distribute? And so on the Tuesday before Christmas, Angie and Verena are in the foyer here, and these 25 massive boxes turned up. Most incredible fresh turkey and everything. And Angie and Verena arranged for these hampers to get to 25 families in our community that we knew would benefit from them in time for Christmas. I mean, it's just amazing, just amazing. Just on that, you may not know this, but every week... 160 families connect with us through the parent and carer, baby and toddler groups that happen on a Monday and Wednesday. So every week, there's 160 families coming through the doors on a Monday and a Wednesday. And out of that, other initiatives are beginning. An initiative called Baby Love, which Angie's pioneered, which is to give um, new vulnerable mums, um, when they have their baby, a beautiful Moses basket filled with everything a new mum would need. Um, treats, but also essentials, new baby nappies and, and um, formula and clothing and everything else. And absolutely beautiful. And it's um, funded by the Love Your Neighbour Fund that we have. And just before Christmas, the first baby love Moses basket was sent out to a young mum that we're aware of. And there's another referral come through. Little things like this that are happening week in, week out that are a demonstration of our desire to love God and love people. There are amazing stories from the Home Coffee House team on Tuesday of people they've been able to pray for while serving them a, co- a coffee. People that have ended up coming to church because of those conversations. Incredible. And this was just like a snapshot, like 10, 15 minutes of just, just share some stories going around of what's happened in the last 12 months. And there are so many stories I could share. Um, Talk about the growth in youth work between 70 and 80 young people here every Tuesday night. It's extraordinary if you're here on a Tuesday night. It's extraordinary. <laughs> the Cars Ministry with Pete Williamson. Um, I, they do a report for us as a team regularly. We've got 35 active clients at the moment through Cars. There's 35 households through Pete and his amazing team are being supported either by looking after their car because they can't afford it or a number of cars being loaned to them to families in crisis in our community that need a car through the cars ministry. Um, The King's Money advice referrals are going up. You'd expect that, I guess, in the uh, climate that we're in. Um, But the team are just doing an outstanding job. Every Tuesday night, the feasts continue to gather for community and friendship and food up in Howard Heath. Hoping to action just celebrated their five years in 2022. Nigel Goodenough and Laura Goodsmith, well done, and everyone else involved. Five years, awesome. And we and a number of churches locally partner with Hope Into Action. There's um, um, now five houses in Mid-Sussex, 32 tenants have been housed, loved and cared for through local churches in this area in partnership with Hope Into Action Mid-Sussex. Just amazing. And every statistic, every story that I'm sharing, it flows from this desire to love God, love people, to see lives and communities transformed. And I know, listen, I know we don't get it all right, okay? We're not a perfect church by far. There is no such thing. And we don't get it all right. And there's mistakes that we make sometimes. And I recognize that. But this is our vision. And it's good to remember and see what God has done. So many stories. Can I just share one story? Is it? <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, you know what this one is, Steve. I'll tell the story. 
So Jenny Payne was telling me this a few months ago. Jenny, thank you for letting me share this. Um, Jenny was telling me that she and Dave had been praying for her daughter for some time. Um, her daughter was baptized as a follower of Jesus a number of years ago, but recently hasn't been walking with Jesus. And they've been praying for her to know God again, to encounter God, for God somehow to reach out to her. And they asked their life group, Barry and Chris's life group, that's right, isn't it, I think, to pray as well for their daughter to meet again with God. And one day, Jenny's daughter is walking her dog on Brighton Beach. And she's feeling particularly anxious that day. And as Jenny's daughter's walking along Brighton Beach, she sees a couple of likely lads in the distance. And as she walks along, these likely lads come up to her, say hello, introduce themselves, and then just there and then offer to pray for her on Brighton Beach. And she says, I just felt this amazing peace fall over me. And she's so amazed that this happened that she goes to see Dave and Jenny in the evening and says, you don't know what happened to me today, but I was on Brighton Beach walking the dog and these two slightly suspicious looking gentlemen came over to me and they said hello and they offered to pray for me. And as they prayed, I just felt peace come over me. I was feeling anxious and peace came over me. And obviously for Dave and Jenny, what an encouragement. You've heard our prayers, God. You've reached out to her. And so they're on their way out to the life group. So they go to the life group that evening. They say, we've got to tell you this story. You know, we've been praying for our daughter. Well, today she's walking a beach, uh, a beach. She's walking a dog on Brighton Beach. And these guys walk up to her and they pray for her and she knows the peace of God. And the life group are encouraged, thinking, wow, that's awesome. We prayed and God's heard our prayer. And then Steve Pope says, that's funny. I was on Brighton Beach today and I saw a woman walking her dog. And I thought, come on, Danny. I think it was Danny that you're with. Let's go and pray for her. And he's telling the story like a similar thing happened to me. And then suddenly it was like, it was her. It was her. So, <laughs> so Steve, who's been in the life group praying for Jenny's daughter, unknown to him, is on Brighton Beach and says, I'm going to go and pray for her. And is the answer to the very prayer that they've been praying and it's just flown out of the Everyday Supernatural series where we've been praying, come on, let's see God at work in everyday life. <laughs> love God, love people, seeing lives and communities transformed. And the thing is, Steve Pope does that all the time, by the way. He offers to pray for people all the time. It's awesome, just amazing. This is why we do what we do, right? We love God because he first loved us. And we love people to see lives transformed and in the midst of all of it, all the challenges of 2022, it's so good to pause and celebrate and say, look what God's done. Can I tell one more story? Is that right? I'll just share one more. So um, a few weeks ago, a couple came up to me after church. It's like end of November, beginning of December, I think. And um, these guys have not been coming that long to King's. And um, they just shared the most amazing story with me. And I asked if I'd be able to share it today. So Simon and Karen, thank you so much. I'll see you there. Um, so you may remember back in November, as we've been going through the Sermon on the Mount series, William Kay preached a brilliant message about reconciliation uh, and just encouraged us to take a step in to be reconciled, that actually Jesus wants to be reconciled with our brother or our sister. And it's a beautiful message. And it's just this encouragement to take one step. Well, Simon wrote this down for me, so I'm going to read it. Simon says this, I've known my sister-in-law for nearly 47 years, and we were always quite close. Unfortunately, something happened 15 years ago, which meant that although I've maintained a healthy relationship with my brother, she and I have been estranged for all that time. The reading at King's on that Sunday really hit me in a positive way. 
When I was leaving church, I turned to Karen and just said that I was going to write a simple letter to my sister-in-law, reaching out to her to see if there was any chance of some form of reconciliation. Up until then, she had never really clarified what her problem was with me, and with the mists of time and the lack of contact, things had been allowed to fester between us. It took a couple of weeks for her to respond, but I was patient and hopeful and was rewarded with a meet-up for a coffee and a chat. It couldn't have gone better. Prior to our meeting, my lovely wife Karen hugged me and said a prayer to God to give me strength to find the right words and approach our meeting with positivity and love. She also prayed that my sister-in-law met me with listening ears and love too, which she did. When we met, we both hugged, cried, and held hands across the cafe table whilst we spilt out our feelings. We both agreed that we'd wasted pointless years in the wilderness and that the bad feeling had undoubtedly had a negative ripple effect through our extended families. It was so cleansing, it was so loving, it will start the healing. We can never get those lost years back, but we can move forward, and we have subsequently met with our respective other halves and all is well. That day in church gave me the idea and the strength to go for it. I had nothing to lose. It went so well, just one letter. Awesome, man. And these are, it's these stories that is what all of this is about. We exist to love God, love people, to see lives and communities transformed. That's why we're here. So, thank you. Thank you for every way you as a church live out this vision. Thank you for every way you carry these values in your heart. Thank you for every way you give financially to this vision. I know many of you give month by month, and even in a tough financial climate, you continue to give regularly to the life of this church as an expression of your love for God. And I want to say thank you, because we couldn't do what we do without generosity, committed generosity. So thank you so much. And thank you for serving. So many of you serve on a production team, or in King's Money Advice, or The Feast, or King's Kids, or wherever it is, thank you for serving, playing your part. There's a beautiful verse in the Bible in Revelation um, chapter 2, verse 19, where Jesus is talking to a church and he says this, I know your deeds, your love and your faith, your service and your perseverance, and that you're now doing more than you did at first. I love this because Jesus is aware of our deeds. They're not invisible to him. He's aware of our service uh, inspired by love and faith. He knows your hard work. He knows your deeds. He knows how even in the midst of real personal pressure and challenge, you continue to serve others. He knows. I know your deeds, your love and faith, service and perseverance. He knows when you are stood in the car park in the driving rain welcoming people as most of the Williamson family were for all day for Carols at Kings. Amazing. He knows your deeds, Pete, Vanessa, serving your church in that way. He knows your deeds. He knows your deeds when you open your home to host a life group and really you just want to have an early night. But you do it anyway. He knows your deeds. He knows your deeds when with no one looking, you are pouring yourself into preparing material for our King's Kids on a Sunday morning. He knows your deeds. He knows your deeds when you choose to come to a prayer evening rather than staying and watch Bake Off. He sees it. He knows your deeds. 
thank you so much. Thank you. We only do what we do together, right? Actually, can we just do this? If you, if you serve in any way, if you lead a life group on a refreshment team, a car park team, a youth program, a King's Kids, King's Money Advice, if you serve in any way in the life of our church, can you just stand for a moment? Wow. Wow. Look at that. Just look around. That is awesome. That is amazing. Can we just give each one a round of applause? Just thank you so much. Thank you so much. So thank you. We have a lot to thank God for as a church as we look back over the last 12 months. So the year ahead, 2023, here we go. We exist to love God, love people, and see lives and communities transformed. Our vision hasn't changed. Okay? You may be hoping for something new and brighter and shinier, but I believe the words of Jesus are eternal, and the best thing we can prioritize is the things that Jesus said we should prioritize, loving God and loving people. Love God. This is where it starts, church. He says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is where everything else we do flows from. Uh, God did not save us to be slaves. He's, he called us into a relationship with him as sons and daughters who know his love and love him in return. And everything flows from this starting point, loving God with all that we have, all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, with the whole realm of nature mine that were an offering far too small, love so amazing, so divine, demands my soul, my life, my all. We've just sung that. It's inspired by the words of Jesus. He, he's worthy of all of it. I guess we all know the phrase, don't we, to put your heart and soul into something. Well, it means you give your very best to that thing, doesn't it? You're devoted to it. It, it demands your energy, your attention, your time, your focus. And Jesus says, put your heart and soul into loving God. Everything we do as a church flows from our relationship with the Father, and froze from our relationship and our love for the Father. Otherwise, if it doesn't, okay, what it just turns into is duty and obligation and joyless service. It has to start love God. And the greatest, and I'm serious about this, the greatest and the most important encouragement I can give to you this year, at the start of 2023, as a senior pastor of this church, the greatest encouragement I can give to every one of you is to do everything you can to love God with everything you have. Because everything else flows from our relationship with the Father. You may be wanting something newer or give me some techniques or whatever. Now, what I want to encourage you more than anything else today is in 2023, love God with everything you have. And I say that because Jesus says this was the first, the most important thing for us to know, to love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength. I, I don't know how many people set New Year resolutions at the start of a year. Um, I tried. Um, I was going to aim to do 30 minutes of exercise every day, whether it's play football, cycle, run, walk, whatever it is. 30 minutes every day. Do you know how many days I lasted? <laughs> Two. <laughs> because Tuesday was a bit rainy, wasn't it? <laughs> and, you know, it's dark and it's rainy. Here's a resolution worth pursuing, whatever the weather. Love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your minds, 
with all your soul. So this year, let me ask you a question. Um, how are you planning for your love for the Lord to grow? What's your hope? Um, we make plans, don't we, at the start of the year. Maybe some think about summer holidays, some think about the room they want to decorate, some might think about career change. Uh, let me provoke you. Have you thought about how might my love for the Father grow this year? Every, every relationship requires investment and intention, right? Yesterday, I had the joy of celebrating with Zola and Mandisa, 30 years of marriage. Zola and Mandisa, we honor you, <laughs> wonderful people. But hey, you don't get to 30 years of marriage without intention and investments and a determination. We're going to love one another through thick and thin. So how's your love for God going to grow? If this is the most important thing to Jesus, and also this, how might we encourage one another to spur one another on to do that this year? It says in the Bible clearly, do not give up meeting together, but spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Spur one another on towards love. I need you to help me love the Father more. And you need the people around you to do that. That's why our gatherings are so important. Togetherness is so important. Our life groups, every moment we get to connect are so important. Because I need you to help me love the Father more. And you guys need one another to do that and me to do the same. That's why Jesus and the Father came up with this idea of something called church. Love God. How can we do that more this year? How can our Sundays be places where we are spurring one another on to love the Father with everything that we have? Love God with all your heart. So that people will come here and think, wow, these, this church aren't lukewarm. They're serious about what they believe and the words they profess. They're passionate about their love for the Father. So it's seen, so it's visible. Love God. Next, love people. Our love for God is expressed in our love for people. And Jesus said that, to his disciples, he says, the way the world will know that you follow me is by your love for one another. Okay, that's, that's what Jesus says. As he has loved us, we are called to love one another. That's how people will know. We really need to hear Jesus' words there. Because I think we can hear that and think, yeah, that's a nice idea. But it's really important that we get our website right and our communication right and all the program right. And Jesus is saying, no, no, no. The most important thing that you need to know as followers of Jesus is that actually the world, the greatest message you have, the greatest testimony you have, the greatest declaration you have is your relationships together and how you love one another. And we might think, yeah, that's great. Jesus, but can we talk about the program and what we're doing? Then Jesus will say, no, no, I want you to hear what I'm saying. It's how you love one another that's going to be ultimately the biggest impact in your community. So how do we commit that and make a commitment to do that together as a church, to love one another? Beautiful stories of how that's happened. I've shared some of those already. But there is a determination and a commitment to say, no, because I follow Christ, I will choose to love one another. And it's not a nostalgic, sentimental, mushy love. It's a kind of a, a, a love expressed in kindness and unity and togetherness and prayer and encouragement and mercy and service. Right? It's rooted in action. It's rooted in action. So let's be known as a church that loves one another deeply. All people, by the way, Jesus says. <laughs> the people we like and the people that may frustrate us. The people we would choose to spend time with and those that we may prefer not to love one another. I love the fact that um, Hope Into Action as a charity, they 
their definition of success as a charity is, do our tenants feel loved by the local church? What a great definition of success. What a great benchmark. Does the person that comes to a parent and a toddler group feel loved? Does the person who walks into a home coffee house feel loved? Does the person that comes here on a Sunday feel loved? Does the person I live next to feel loved? Does the person I work with feel loved? Love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and love others as you would like to be loved yourself. Love. And Jesus says you can't find anything more important in all the scriptures and these two ideas of loving God and loving people. So how do we do that? How can we be known in 2023 as a church that radically loves people in this community and in our wider community? In kindness and compassion and generosity. So why do we do that? Why do we love God and love people? We do it to see lives transformed by Jesus, right? That's why we're doing this. That's what it's all about. The church is not hunkering down behind closed doors waiting for Jesus to return, nor do we exist simply for our own benefit. No, the, the church is a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. It's meant to be a shining light announcing something and demonstrating something bright and visible and passionate and alive to declare there is good news, there is hope available, there is peace to experience, there is a companion you can know who will never leave you or forsake you, there is a redeemer who will remove your guilt and shame, there is a new start that you can experience, there is a future eternal hope that you can live in now, there is another story being written that the BBC News website doesn't report, there is a God and he knows you and he loves you, we are here to see life transformed by the good news of Jesus. And it's just the most encouraging thing when you hear a story like the ones I shared earlier of a life that has known transformation because God's done something. I just love those stories. And the best bit is about all of this, guys, we get to be involved in what God's doing. He wants to, he wants to include us. He wants to say, yeah, yeah, Steve Pope, go and pray for that lady on the beach. You don't know how many people have been praying for her that this moment would happen. We get to play a part in what God is doing on planet Earth whether it's introducing someone to Jesus and the truth of the gospel, or whether it's helping someone grow in their faith, actually to become more like Christ, to support them through trial and difficulty and to stand shoulder to shoulder with them, or whether it's involvement in social action and practical care through the Love Your Neighbor ministries. There's so many ways. We all get to be involved in partnering with the Lord to see lives transformed. And honestly, like the vision, I mean, it's just huge what could happen right now. I'm talking about like right now, the opportunities. Um, just take five minutes to talk to Angie B about the doors that are opening up to her to serve families in Mid-Sussex. Just ask her what's going on. You'd be amazed to hear what's happening. The doors that are opening, the favor that we have with the town council at the moment, is extraordinary. You know, just ask us, can you help? Can you help? Can you help? Just extraordinary. Talk to for five minutes with Luke Stevens, our youth pastor, about what happens here on a Tuesday night. Uh, and the exciting thing that is this buzz about coming here to youth work on a Tuesday night, we're trying to work out how we handle that, to be honest, because we, we've got not enough team for the young people that are coming. But how do we do this? Talk for five minutes with Laura or Nigel about what's happening through Hope Into Action. It's extraordinary. Just take five minutes and ask them, tell me a story. What's going on? Don't just ask the question. Say, what can I do? How can I get involved in this? 
Because I'm saying the opportunities to see lives transformed are now, church. They're now. Okay, there are there are so many things that if we had limitless resources and people and hours, there are so many things that we could get involved in that we just can't because we don't have the resources of the people at the moment to do it. And it's not like we're trying to find things to do. Most of the time, we have to say no because we haven't got the resource to do it. But the opportunity to see lives transformed in our community, the doors that are opening, the initiatives we can get involved in, there are opportunities right now. This year, I believe that. You know, and one of the most powerful ways that we love people is caring about them enough to tell them about Jesus and the gospel. And I really believe, genuinely, I'm not just saying this because it's Vision Sunday and it's the start of the year, da 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 I'm saying this, I believe there is such openness to the gospel now. I think people have come through these last few years, and there's actually some evidence that would support what I'm saying as well. Many people are returning back to explore orthodox historic Christianity because so much has been at sea over the last three years. Don't believe the census things, okay? That's just a smoke shield. That's not telling the real story of what's going on. There are such openness Tell me what you believe. I've had conversations in our coffee house with people where they're like, tell me what you believe. I think there's a season now for the gospel to see lives transformed, see people have conversations with those who are interested in Jesus. I genuinely believe there's hundreds and thousands of people in Mid-Sussex who would be interested to know what, what we actually believe and what our hope is. So God calls us to share his love with others and we all get involved in that. Every one of us can play a part in evangelism and discipleship and social action and mercy ministries. Please don't sit on the sidelines watching on in 2023, assuming that all the teams have enough people and we've got enough resources. All teams could be strengthened. All teams. I'm praying this year for more baptisms, don't for anyone else. I want to see regular baptisms in our church in 2023. We love God, we love people to see lives transformed and communities transformed. I believe transformed lives will lead to transformed communities. Um, seven, 18 years ago, two churches in this area joined together. One church in Hoteeth, one church in Burgess Hill joined together to become the King's Church Mid-Sussex, which is now this church. And um, that church, when we joined those churches together, it was to have a vision for this whole area. Burgess Hill, Hoteeth, villages, Mid-Sussex. And obviously, with kind of time and having a permanent building, we are aware the center of gravity has shifted very much to Burgess Hill, but we've just been feeling such a nudge, actually. We felt it before COVID, and then COVID kind of came, and we were just reacting to that. But to get something regular and established back in Hayward Teeth again, to be praying for Hayward Teeth on a regular basis, to be meeting in Hayward Teeth. And there's things that happen there. We've got life groups in Hayward Teeth and the feast in Hayward Teeth, but we felt now that we need to take a step to begin to gather and worship and pray in Hayward Teeth for Hayward Teeth. So this year we're going to start doing that again, praying regularly and consistently in Hayward Teeth for Hayward Teeth. All the things, dates are on the flyer that's on your chair. It is 8 p.m., little detail that I should have added that would have been helpful, I know. And initially, we're just going to be praying for once a month, but that's just the first step to seeing something more established in Hayward Teeth again. Starting on the 25th of January at Hayward Teeth College, brilliant venue, and um, we're going to be meeting there. Why? Because we exist to love God, love people, to see lives and communities transformed, and we want to see 
um, this whole area transformed. And now listen, our Wednesday night prayer evenings, let me just say something about prayer and then I'm going to finish. Um, please let it not be only Burgess Hill people pray in Burgess Hill and only Hayward Seath people pray in Hayward Seath because we carry a vision together for this whole area, okay? So let's keep, <laughs> obviously I know there's some practicalities that make it a little bit easier maybe to get to one or the other. But let's keep, as a whole church, praying for both towns. But this year, we are going to start intentionally praying for Burgess Hill, for Hayward Teeth, in those locations, saying, God, what do you want us to do next? What does it look like for us to have a presence in Hayward Teeth? Let me encourage you to get engaged in prayer. Um, everything I've said, if it's not undergirded with prayer, man, we've just got to pray as a church. Yesterday morning, we had 20 of us at men's prayer um, it's just an amazing hour. I came home absolutely buzzing yesterday morning. We had, if you want to join the men's prayer WhatsApp group, let me know because it was just dynamite. It's just an amazing hour together, fueled by very strong coffee at 7.30 on a Saturday morning. We're home by quarter to nine. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. Don't come to men's prayer. I mean, women's prayer on Saturday, midweek prayer. I was thinking through. I think we had over 200 prayer meetings in 2022 in the church whether it's before church on a Sunday, whether it's midweek on a Wednesday, whether it's a staff prayer meeting, whether it's Saturday mornings. I think it's probably about 200 prayer meetings last year. Everything we do is fueled by prayer, okay? So please do engage with that. Get the flyer, put the dates in your diary now, stick it to your fridge, whatever it is. Let's be a people of prayer in 2023. Why? Because you want to be a people that loves God, loves people, see lives and communities transformed. Amen? Amen. Why don't we stand to our feet? Thanks for listening to this message from the King's Church Mid-Sussex. To connect with us online, visit tkc.org.uk. We hope you'll join us again soon.